The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is December 4th in the year 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan, here to talk about SmackDown. And Matt, just from the brief exchange we had before we get on the air, we got to get our energy up, man. Got to get hyped. Sounds like you've had about as long of a day as I have. Oh, yeah. Very, very long day and night. But yeah, yeah. It's okay, man. It's okay. We're going to get through this. We're going to power through it, thankfully. This was, uh, I mean, are, are we glad it was kind of an uneventful show? I mean, the salute to Pat Patterson was very nice. Yeah. There was some there was some build in the build up to TLC, but um, I don't know, man. Like, I kind of actually expect more from SmackDown now, which is unfortunate because it used to be that Raw was so crappy that SmackDown was always just a pleasant surprise. Not so much tonight. Yeah, especially on the heels of, I just, uh, I'd, I'd rather sit here for the next hour and talk about AEW Dynamite. I heard. So uh, Sting, Sting showed up. Uh, he played uh, Don't Stand So Close to Me. He played Roxanne. Uh, played Free Free Set Them Free, all the hits. He did, but uh, it was just, it's all anyone's still talking about, you know, and expecting more out of SmackDown tonight. That's all. And you know what's funny about that? And of course, I kid uh, with the 30 plus year old joke at this point. But um, didn't I say, like on this very podcast a month ago, when Sting's merchandise was taken down off WWE shop, he wasn't with the company. Didn't I say on this very podcast, like he's going to AEW? He's coming back. He's either they either pull it down so it's a surprise when he comes back to challenge the Undertaker, or he's going to AEW. Sure, I just thought, it, but it was stupid at all for in any shape, in any way possible, in every way possible for WWE to again in any light get rid of him. Or not use him, you know, whether it's wrestling or having his crap on merch, whatever. Anything. Such a stupid idea. And and that's not just why the show was great. The show was really well written uh, on Dynamite. It was multiple stuff that I'd rather talk about than this crap from tonight. But Yes, Paul Meyer said WWE tried to counterattack Sting's AEW debut with the return of the Forgotten Sons tonight. So, uh... <laughs> Everyone, everyone was waiting for that so much. But look, uh, Pat Patterson passed away this week at the age of 79 years old. Very nice tribute to him at the beginning of the show. And throughout the show, I think this is uh, one of the lengthier, more elaborate tributes they've done in quite some time. I'm going to say probably um, yeah. since maybe Mean Gene uh, was the last one that uh, they really went this above and beyond with. And so it was absolutely beautifully well done tonight. They excel. 
at uh, doing these type of tributes. And um, I've been a fan of Pat Patterson for, for a long time. I think uh, that documentary about him that came out a few years ago was really phenomenal, you know, about being the first openly gay wrestler. Uh, it was very interesting. Um, certainly lived a hell of a life. Did you overlap with Pat much when you were in WWE? Yeah, he was um, um, one of the most important agents that we had. So, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, tonight, I mean, just having uh, Vince and Gerald Briscoe and others on stage doing the 10-bell salute, uh, the video package of the show, I thought it was all very, very well done. And, you know, 79, I mean, is, is uh, it's got to be tough. I mean, you think about this whole generation, right? I mean, even for Vince McMahon, I know we, you know, we joke about his age, but um, I think because he's surrounded with so many people that were in-ring talent. I mean, Matt, we've talked about this before. Like, it's it's very rare for even a professional wrestler to live to be as old as Pat was. Um, mm -hmm. Just, yeah, it's got to be a very, very trying experience uh, as this generation uh, keeps passing on. Um, Jody Shauna Jenkins, $5 Canadian, saying, watch some episodes of WWE Legends House this week, and it's wild how many of those guys have passed away. Um, it yeah. is. I mean, and, you know, I, I don't want to like get too existential or down Matt, especially after the days we both had. Um, but it's, it's just kind of crazy, you know, just to see it and think about it. And I think that's part of the thing for us. I mean, Matt and I are both in our forties. I know we've got a lot of fans that are younger, but I think one of the most interesting things about um, growing older is learning to cope with uh, people that you grew up with. You know, either people you knew personally yeah. or people that you grew up watching uh, passing on. And Matt, I know you've experienced this. I've experienced this. Uh, it's even harder when you have peers, people that are your own age that that pass away. So you think that, uh, yeah, that generation, um, I don't know. It just really makes you think about your own, uh, your own uh, life. Yeah, all of it. All of it. It's kind of nuts. Yep. Um, so I'm sorry. I'm trying not to get completely down about this but if you uh didn't watch the show tonight i actually recommend uh watch the pat patterson documentary i think it's on wwe's youtube channel for free that's where i watched it um and it's very very good um antoine ferris paying five dollars matt because he said he missed the open what didn't like about the show it wasn't all time but it was good we only watched for roman anyway roman was great tonight don't you agree matt yes hang on he's right but um it's just on the it's it felt like a letdown Overall, and it's not fair. You gotta when we do this show, I try to remember to always rate the show comparatively versus itself. Was it better than last week? So on and so forth. But it's impossible after the history making because that's what that was on Wednesday night. The history making footnote, in my opinion, that's how big I think this Wednesday night's gonna be remembered as. Yeah. Um, this is tough to watch. You know, these two hours of television in my head competing against that. And that's not necessarily fair, but, you know, I also didn't expect to be even having the conversation that anybody could be competing with WWE. But what's about to open up and having all of these companies working together to take down Goliath, AEW with Impact and NWA, I think, geez, that, that, that's huge, huge, huge news. Um, not just the Sting stuff. Um, more importantly, the show's working together. It's never, yeah. been done, it's never been done before. No companies had the couldn't get over their ego to do this because this is what it takes to compete with WWE. 
Yeah. It takes multiple companies to do it, you know? So, uh, yeah, comparatively, this show was horrible. And as an answer back, <laughs> as an answer back to what we saw on Wednesday night. Which is crazy because WWE. This has been the best show. I've loved this show. Roman stuff has been awesome. It's been a home run. And it still was tonight. Roman did great tonight. Well, and they could have done some crazy flex tonight in promoting NXT War Games coming up this weekend. Um, I don't know. Like, they could have done something. Get back there the were... conversation of being the cool company again. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Chronoshaw, uh, $5, saying, sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but have to head out. Wanted to say this. But NXT Big Langston with the powder. Hopefully five count next. It's true. It's, it's weird hearing him enter to different music tonight. Um, a little bit. Yeah, it is right. But uh, it needs to happen. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Um, so we're going to jump in the show. We're going to talk about all of this uh, tonight. We did open with Kevin Owens. Uh, they announced the main event. There was going to be Kevin Owens and Otis versus Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. One of these things is not like the other. Uh, one, of these, one of these is Vince McMahon's. Most hated tag team he's ever put together. I'll bet. Can we? I okay. Right? I don't want to harp on. I don't want to harp on this. You know. Again, like we I are respect, stereo, we, we are stereotyping Vince McMahon. To be fair, yeah. And I respect <laughs> my hus my husky brethren. Uh, but if I'm Kevin Owens, I don't even want to be in the same building as Otis, let alone in a tag team with him, because that's like one step closer to two chunky guys having a ham on a pole match. Like, if I'm KO, I'm getting as far away from him as possible. That's not a good pairing. Yeah, it's breaking up a little bit. Got it. Um, Can you hear me? Yeah. I I lost Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan will be back. And if not, it's going to be all me by myself, which is going to be the most awkward episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast ever. Ever, ever, ever. So, um, yes, as you can imagine... KO and Otis together. Oh, could you imagine if they were a tag team paired together? Matt, I just had uh, the horrible light bulb moment. What if they pair Kevin Owens and Otis as a tag team and call them Kevin Otis? Think about how horrible the humanity. Matt can't hear me. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Kevin Otis, really? No pop? No pop for that? Yes. Big, big, big pop. <laughs> But but you get what I'm talking about, though, right? Kevin Owens is a bigger guy, um, but not big like you, not big like a giant, not big like Big Show. He's like a husky guy, and they gave him like a serious prize fighter push. Mm -hmm. They treated him seriously. They didn't do Husky Harris, and it didn't make it. And it did work. But now they're pairing him with you know Mister Look at My Belly, right. uh, who's you know keeping a ham sandwich in the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, it yes. is not good. It no, is not good at all for Kevin. No, it's not. Exactly. That was my point. Yep. Yeah. It's bad. Um, so we had that to look forward to tonight in the main event. <sighs> but uh, what about this uh, promo opening the show? Uh, a good promo. This was a yeah, decent Kayla, start. Great start annoyed to the Roman show. Reigns. Annoyed Roman Reigns. Who played it perfectly again. Um, this was a good way to kick off the show. No question. And, and anything with Roman's probably some of my favorite stuff in wrestling right now. Um, but, you know, again, not to be, you know, beat a dead horse. I was just 
you know, after this first segment was over is where I was just like, really? That's what you guys countered this huge history making week of wrestling with? Yeah. Tough to be in that shadow, Matt. No, it's WWE. They're never tough and they're never in anybody's shadow. They're generally the shadow makers. And this week they were not. Antoine Fair, $5 saying, okay, I get it. I watched AEW for the first time. It was good, but I'm scared for Sting. He's not healthy and I don't want him wrestling. He's not uh, going to wrestle. You he's, stealing, he's stealing my sound bites from yeah. my exact sentence I said that night. Um, but it's already been put out there enough that he's not going to be wrestling weekly. He'll be on the show maybe weekly. He'll be getting other talents over weekly, but they're not going to make a mistake by having him wrestle 20-minute matches. They're going to protect him. And it'll be done right. That is my prediction. Regardless, yeah. Sting showed up on AEW and not a person was expecting it. And the bigger news isn't just Sting. Again, I will argue it's the multi-companies uh, working together against WWE. That is human. To me, that could be the bigger news. So to oh, just recap that story, because I want everyone to understand why Matt Morgan is obsessed and fixated on this tonight. Um, because the champion, uh, Kenny, Kenny uh, um, uh, Omega, won the championship from John Moxley, mm-hmm. which, you know, obviously we predicted. But what nobody predicted, and I mean nobody, no, not you, Mr. Mark, that's watching the show right now, not even you, predicted this. And that was the fact that at the end, um, number one, he cheated to win, but... He cheated to win with the help of um, Impact Wrestling's. Um, I don't even know what the hell he is for Impact Wrestling. Is he the CEO? Is he the president? Um, but uh, um, what's the jackal's name uh, in I real don't life? Know. I don't he, know. Um, anyways, uh, Impact Wrestling's president, Don Callis, oh, yeah. helped him win. And then they left the show with the title, like they were running away with a stolen item, even though he won the belt in the middle of the ring. And they said, the announcer catches up to him, says, so what are you guys going to, you know, what the hell's going on? Why are you guys running? Why you said, you, you know, you said you, were, you wouldn't cheat to win. You did. What's this relationship with Don Callis? And uh, Don Callis says, well, you're going to have to tune in on Tuesday to get your answer. And they're like, oh. no. And what are you talking about? Dynamite's on Wednesday nights. I think you got that wrong. He's like, no, I got that right. You're gonna tune on. You're gonna have to tune on to Impact Wrestling this Tuesday night to find out. So they're taking their champion, AEW, the bigger of the these these companies, is taking their champion to a competing show, to a rivalry show, to a rival show, if you will. Yeah. That has never been done. It's history making in of itself. And if you're going to take a real shot against WWE, this is how you do it. This would have been akin, akin to when I was a TNA to working with Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. um, but publicly on television in storyline yeah. form. Not having a couple of New Japan wrestlers show up like Tanahashi and nobody really caring because TNA didn't know what to do with something like that. This, And then you have NWA included in this with talent sharing as well on national television, that is a huge, huge history-making thing in professional wrestling. No, I agree with that. Uh, DJ... And we're doing a podcast. We're going to be doing a podcast on Tuesday covering Impact. Oh, wow. The, the, you know the, it's the, for real. The brand-new AEW champion is appearing on Impact. We have to watch it. We've got to cover it. Our fans are going crazy over it. Okay, but here's how we know it's real. Is Raj showing up for this podcast Tuesday? I don't know. And maybe Raj it's just shows rumor up. now. Maybe it's just rumor now, but I, I am predicting we will have this podcast Tuesday. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm being serious because it's that big. It's it's that headline of news. Or it's no, that. I understand. Uh, DJS Animation 100 with the five dollar super chat saying Dolphin Ziggler. I hope that was a not a typo. Uh, looks like a cross between Shawn Michaels and Mr. Perfect. Yes. Like in the wrong time period. One of my favorite wrestlers. I agree. He's one of the best workers in the business, and he has been for years. They just they beat him down too much, unfortunately, with how they've booked him. So he's hard to take serious, which is terrible. I feel bad for him. Louis thirteen buck ninety nine says wrestling Inc. says Kenny on Impact is a one time favor. Could be, but who knows? It could lead to more stuff. It all starts that way. It all starts as a one time thing, but who knows? Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, this promo I thought Reigns and Owens was good. I don't know though. I just I worry about this because Owens is going to lose this feud. Uh, he's going to lose this feud, and then they're going to team him with Otis for real, or put him in a feud with Otis for real. Like that's my worry about this. Yes, the, yes. Uh, Kevin Owens should get a preemptive restraining order against Otis that just says he can't come anywhere like within five hundred feet of him. Just and that he, no matter what happens with an asterisk, he can never have to work an angle against yes. us. And again, this isn't even disrespectful to Otis. It's just that it's like. You can't be the serious big guy pairing with the funny big guy before they, you know, name you two tons of fun. Right. And uh, it just, it goes to bad places. Yep. Um, Bailey versus Natalia tonight. Um, so Bianca Belair was on commentary for this match and Natalia getting the win. Definitely would not have predicted this. <laughs> Bailey tapping out to the sharpshooter. I would not have predicted. So this was a good surprise, you know, but then again, I asked the question, is it too late to take Natalia serious? Even I thought they wasted, I can't believe I'm saying this, a loss with her, with, uh, you know, with Bailey. Well, but it's really to build Bianca though. It is, but it would have been a lot more for her to continue not to have lost to anybody else until she loses to Bianca. Yeah. And I love Natalia. I think Natalia. Me, me too, right? Any other time, I'd love this. It just, the build for Bianca, it means more. It should mean more to them that when she gets the win over uh, a Natalia, it'll mean more. I mean, I mean, versus uh, Bailey, should mean more. Yeah. And I think that's the importance of consistent booking. And there's nothing, I mean, and I mean this. They don't nice... care about wins and losses. They literally don't care. They throw yeah. them away. Well, but this is the thing. It's like, I mean this in the nicest possible way to Natalia, but Natalia has always come across as an authority, always come across as um, like one of the most talented female wrestlers of any generation. Of all time, yes. But at the same time, like a Natalia loss is not a big deal. One more punch on her on her loss card right. isn't going to hurt her credibility at all. But with Bailey, it uh, could be a sign of trouble. Especially tapping it. out. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, the Pat Patterson tribute match tonight, and we didn't mention it earlier, but of course, if you don't know, they said it on the air. Pat Patterson, first Intercontinental Champion, father of the Royal Rumble match. Uh, tribute to him tonight was a six-man tag, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, and Big E versus Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, it's still a six-man tag. But we got to see Biggie do his entrance. We got to see the powder. Uh, but Daniel Bryan winning and uh, did the Pat Patterson cradle uh, at the end there for the win. 
I mean, this as far as six man tags go, this one had more star power than the average six man tag. I'll give it that at least. It did, and it had workers, workers, which is what Pat Patterson was yeah. um, in this. Although I would argue Big E is not considered a workers worker, but they're advancing and moving his storyline forward, which was a good opportunity to do. But every every, every other talent in this match is considered a workers worker, mm-hmm. and it was good. It was a good match. Um, and uh, let's talk about. <sighs> Okay, so Kayla was backstage talking to Kayla. I liked Callisto walking out, just looking confused, turning around. Uh, and then Owens uh, saying they're live and saying, you know, nice hat. Owens is very funny, but the pro- yes, here's the he problem. Is. But Matt, here's the problem. I could see Vince saying, Kevin makes me laugh. Otis makes me laugh. We put them together. Yep. You know? No, you're, you're, that's my fear, too. Different types of comedy. Owens, I think, is much more sort of dry comedy, uh, very funny, and, very and he's legit. He legit makes me laugh. Otis does not make me legitimately laugh. I'm with you. Um, oh, uh, Justin Lopez, $2 saying, uh, uh, he just tweeted his new music is by Wale. That's how you pronounce it, right? That makes sense. Yeah. That's actually big for WWE. To, that is. Uh, yes, that is. It's a mainstream name. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so, oh, uh, okay. Carmella and Sasha Banks, these promos tonight between them. This was very interesting. Do you think, okay, and I, I, again, I don't mean this like pejoratively. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Carmella rose to be viewed tonight on the same level as Sasha? Or Sasha seemed a little bit lower that she's in a heated feud like this, treating Carmella as an equal. If this was Carmella's re-debut, then it'd be okay. Yeah. But I see what you're saying a little bit. Um, Sasha is the ish right now, right? She's the top. Yeah. Right there with Roman Reigns, for my mind. Yeah. The top talent, the most intriguing character or... So whoever she's working right now, I'm generally the most intrigued by, right? Her angles. Um, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, she's going to come out of it with a win. Yeah. Right? Is it? Well, Carmella or Sasha? Uh, Sasha. Yeah. Carmella can't win. If Carmella wins this feud, I'm worried for Sasha more than I am for Bailey. And, and we may see dumb WWE waste another win and loss. In the form of having her somehow beat Sasha. And I pray they don't do that. Right? But like we saw with Bianca Belair. Losing, in my opinion. A little bit of the visual of what it would look like to beat Bailey By having Natalia do so tonight. And on top of having her tap out. You take steam away from the talent you're ultimately trying to build. Wins do matter. Yeah. And I, I love Carmella. It's, this isn't even... Same here, like, right? Just same with Natalia. You just don't want yeah. to see him first these talents and, 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 and wasting, you know, wins and losses. And, and, and we don't know that. We don't know that. Sasha could absolutely pulverize her um, and beat her in multiple matches for all we know. But Well, you, you know what it's like? Um, I'm, I'm, I, I, like? I'm trying to think of another reference other than Happy Days. Remember in Happy Days, they would always have it. Like, there were two types of episodes where the Fonz would get in a fight. Like, someone wants to beat up the Fonz. 
And mm-hmm. I swear to God, Happy Days in my mind did 10 episodes like this. It may have only been two or three. One of them had Tom Hanks. Uh, but the Tom Hanks one is a good example because it was someone that was trying to get revenge on the Fonz and his character you knew was like not as cool as the Fonz. So right. you knew that you like knew Fonz was going to come out triumphant. Then there was the other yes. one where it's like someone wants to beat up the Fonz or like Leather Tuscadero, you know. Uh, yeah. It was always like a girl because you were like, well, Fonz can't beat up a girl. How's he going to get out? Like this really tough girl that wants to, to like uh, shave his, his head. That was his most threatening op- uh, opponent for me, by the way. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying though is like that's so if Sasha's the Fonz. Carmela's mm-hmm. not being treated like this suit. Like, even though she attacked her, I don't think she quite has the swagger. She doesn't have a dominant win record. They didn't have her come back and start right. kicking people's asses. That's the problem. That is She's a problem. just coming back and saying, I'm untouchable. It's like, show don't tell. And I think that yes. her new character is cool because Carmela is cool, but it's yep. like, but this is Sasha freaking Banks who they've booked like a million dollar talent for True. the longest time. Everything you just said is right. And who just beat Asuka clean oh yeah you know so that's my issue with it it's like i want the best for carmella but i don't know i I don't know prove me wrong wwe i want to be pleasantly surprised yes um so michael Sachs jr uh is telling me they watched season one of saved by the bell on peacock the new one it was okay kind of funny not like the original would not watch again but was bored today and what's up matt Hey, buddy. I have to admit, I didn't really watch a lot of the original Saved by the Bell. I did, but um, not intrigued enough to give this series a try. Right now, you know, I'm catching up on Lucifer. I purposely sat behind an entire season of Lucifer that I'm catching up on. Wow. We watched all of season two of The Boys last weekend, and that was very good, but... I don't know. Lately, lately, I almost just don't want to watch TV. I just want to put on YouTube and like watch 80s commercials and just sort of. That is normally what I do in between like the two minutes I get in my life between meetings all day. But yeah, my, my life is crazy. I literally have a meeting every hour of every day, including the weekends. It's insane. So a lot of it is YouTube for me, too, Glenn. Yeah. Well, it's just it's background. I mean, right now, especially, I don't know. Yes, just, yes. Yeah, background. I just want background. That's why I like watching the old MTV recordings and stuff on archive.org is like, you can just literally put on a six-hour yeah. tape of MTV from 1986. <laughs> it's, just, it's perfect background noise, though. You know what I mean? Um, so we'll see what happens with this. But let's talk about Murphy versus King Baron Corbin. Oh, my God. Oh my God. And the Mysterio family outside, like they're Murphy's entourage. And what was with uh, Dominic doing like the nineties rock cosplay? He was just missing a fanny pack. I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. And then cherry on top that the forgotten sons or former forgotten sons were forgotten. Yes. Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake are uh, like Corbin's entourage. This is like, Ray Mysterio should have said, like, hey, you can put Dominic and my daughter out there, but I want nothing to do with this match. <laughs> I don't want to get any on me. Yes. Yeah. I don't want any on my son either. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, Justin Lopez, $5 saying Forgotten Sons were rumored to get the titles off the new day before Riker got heat on them. I just read that Riker's been home in North Carolina and there are plans for him. Do we know why? I mean, people think it's because of that tweet. And this is like, I don't, 
I think people that watch this podcast know my political leanings. They know Matt's political leanings. And I think that if Riker really has heat on him because he posted a tweet in support of the president, like yeah. that's messed up. And I'm, you know, again, I like, yeah. it, it, I'd be shocking if that was the reason why they would take somebody off the air. Yeah. The good news is we'll find out. We always end up finding out. It's gotta be something else. I mean, it's gotta be. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but look, I mean, I and don't this, like the, this. I don't like this matching. At no, all. no. I mean, and here's the weird part about this. I like Baron Corbin. I like Murphy. You know, it's actually really rare that there's a talent that I don't like in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, but with these guys, like this is just like saying, like this is if, if beige were a wrestling match, you know what I mean? Like if mayonnaise <laughs> on white bread, not even white bread, if mayonnaise on wheat bread were a wrestling match, like this yeah. is the plainest segment you can get in my mind. Yeah. And not just the, the, the not just the seg- segment, because this is going to be a future thing too. Uh, of yeah. Forgotten Sons being with Baron, I feel. And, it's going to be vanilla every time. And that's actually an insult to vanilla because if you have you ever like a good Madagascar vanilla or like good, like vanilla, but bean, that's always been the same. You know yeah, I, mean. I know, but I'm just saying it's, it's a little insulting to vanilla. Vanilla <laughs> is bare naked. Lady said the finest of the flavors. Um, French vanilla, very good ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was saying vanilla. And as you get older, you appreciate vanilla more as a flavor. That's why I'm saying this comparison, like, you know, <laughs> yes. stop. Uh, so no, look, I mean, this was what it was. I I'm interested in what the Mysterios do. Murphy, I think should get a chance on his own. I just don't think this was the hottest feud they could put him in. Um, Matt Morgan is frozen. Look at Matt's smiling face. Oh, there we go. If you. Yeah. I'm gonna try uh, taking him off and putting him back on. Let's see if that works. Apologies for the technical difficulties tonight, folks. Matt should be back on. Uh, the chat room Tuck Graph is saying Mexican vanilla is the best vanilla. That's the thing. Vanilla, vanilla is not really just vanilla. Like there, there are shades. There we go. There's Matt. All right. Sorry about that. Okay. No, it's all good, man. Um, let's uh, street profits hyping up tonight's main event. Robert Rude comes uh, and knocks them for talking about everyone else's business. And uh, so they're clearly building that up more with them. And Dolph, uh, it was a good cameo. But let's talk about this main event, Otis and Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. (sighs) So Otis got uh, like beat up and this basically became a two-on-one match. Uh, because Otis got taken in the locker room because he got beat up so bad. So that's good uh, that, that Kevin at least got to try and show his dominance. But ultimately, this came down to uh, disqualification. So Otis and KO technically got the win. Mm-hmm. Um, but after they like beat up on Kevin, uh, you know, there's lots of trash talking. Um, Rowan's stood over. Owens and uh, you know, they had the chance of you suck. Um, and they did, uh, I can't remember when tonight, but they did announce that it is going to be uh, what a tables match, right? Or, or TLC match one, 
one of the mm-hmm. two. I think a TLC match at TLC with KO and Roman Reigns. But I don't know. I mean, like Roman and Jay looked pretty dominant here tonight, which was good. Um, but yeah, I just hate that it was at Owen's expense. Yeah, and I don't. And no offense to Owens, I've been wanting for years for him to be booked in a main event angle and treated serious, and it's happening for him. I just nobody is knocking Roman Reigns off that track yet. And it ain't gonna happen with Kevin Owens either. I don't care what the match is, what the stipulation is. Um, it's an easy tell that Roman yeah. Reigns is winning. Um, in my opinion. So I'd like to see them put more energy into it, kind of like they did with the original Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns storyline that everyone at first was crapping on. And I remember saying it's I like it really I like it a lot because this is his own family. This is going to be a very cool storyline. Um, now I almost feel spoiled because we need to get him versus like an AJ. We need to get him versus someone like that could technically beat him. We could possibly mm-hmm. see beating him, you know, but uh, I, no offense to Kevin Owens. I just don't, it's definitely not him. And I, I mean this in the nicest way to AJ Styles. It's weird. I feel like I'm apologizing to wrestlers. Like, they're going to see this and be like, right. oh, who's who's that asshole in the hat? So I want to be like, I mean this in the nicest way to AJ Styles. AJ Styles, in my mind, is like the king um, or, or the best uh, candidate for a quote-unquote strong loss in the WWE yes. where he seems like he could pull out the win on anyone but could still lose and 100% maintain his cred- credibility. Probably second to that would be Randy Orton in my mind. But the most important part is the talent that they're working the, to build. Yeah. Content, it, like Roman Reigns in this case keeps the credibility even more because he beat a better talent that actually we could suspend our disbelief technically to see beating Roman. That's yeah. very important. And no offense to KO, it's just how they booked him in the past. Nobody believes he has a shot in hell beating Roman Reigns. And maybe that's why Randy is good also because you do think at any time yes. they could just say, we're going to put the title back on Randy. Yes, for credibility, checklist, yes, definitely. But yeah, with Kevin, like the way they've booked him, Kevin's actually, ooh, here we go. Let me wrap the nice bow on this. Kevin's in a situation almost similar to Carmella in that Kevin's has been over. Kevin's has been a champion. Yeah. They haven't been booking him like a dominant powerhouse in quite some time. Exactly right. And that is a good comparison as far as, yes, yes. Yeah, I agree. And that's what, and that's what they don't do. Okay, so you want to really drill down the nuts and the bolts of it. Here's what the problem is: they aren't building opponents anymore, or maybe they think you don't have to build someone that's an established name. Maybe they think, oh, Car- Carmella, the fans know we're in love with KO. We know that he's been champion. We know he's good. We can just bring him in, put him in a main event storyline. He's credible competition. I think you have to at least kind of fake a streak to um, yes. make it seem like there's chance. momentum on both sides. Yes, 100% right. Yeah, that's what they're not doing. Like, I hate to use Natalia because I was happy Natalia got a, a very important win and a tap out win, no less. But I would argue you need to continue to build Bailey. Yeah, Bailey needs momentum back since she lost to Sasha. Yes. And then you, I want the Bailey that was lighting up SmackDown every single week, the hottest acting SmackDown alongside working with Sasha at the time as a tag team, if you guys will remember. That was the it act. For me, it was the most intriguing act. I look forward to every week on SmackDown when they were tag teaming together. Yeah. And their promos, right? And how funny she was. And I'm not saying she's not funny now. I'm just saying with a loss to Natalia, who they've not taken serious, 
it now hurts Bianca Belair when Bianca Belair gets that win. It won't yeah. mean as much. Same thing here with Kevin Owens. And uh, do they do this in other sports? Because I remember in baseball, this was always a big thing when I watched baseball as a kid. All it would take was a team to win like three games in a row. And you start hearing about, oh, they're on a winning streak. And then, oh, if they face another team who's on a similar winning streak, then it's a big deal. Who's going to win? Yes, Where's the momentum going to go? That's where treating wrestling like a real sport matters and works. It always has. And they just don't do that uh-uh. at all. Uh, in fact, there's no story. <laughs> Could you imagine like doing a baseball game and it's like, well, they lost the last game and they won the game before that. And maybe they're going to win this one. It's like, that's not a story. Like, there's nothing. No, that's there's not no enough. stakes there. I'm not tuning in. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But no, I think that's the thing. It's like Bailey should get three wins in a row. Bianca should get three wins yes, in a row. That's what I'm Who's saying. got yes. the big momentum at that point, you know? Yes, yes. That's it. And, yeah. And Carmella, she shouldn't be, have been beating up Sasha. Carmella should have been beating up other Somebody talent, else. especially with the untouchable gimmick, and she's powerful. And I don't know. They just got to do a little bit more with it. So there, we've solved everything, Matt. Guys, that's I'll, the key. I'll, I'll, I'll tie it up even tighter. Yeah. Uh, she should have come in when she re-debuted. Yeah. Started putting it on Natalia. Yeah. Give her a few a full month of an angle of just putting it on Natalia. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then you build her where she's got all these wins. And it's 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 her. We all like her. We all want to like her. We've all liked her in the past. So it's more believable, like, oh crap, she's going up against Sasha now. Let's see where the rubber meets the road when these two face off. Yeah. And it makes it compelling. It makes it more interesting. And they're just not doing that. They're not giving people any momentum. Um, and right. they did that with Roman when he came back. They even did that with Jay Uso. Actually, that, yes, they that's did. why Jay was the best example. Jay had a bunch of definitive dominant wins. Then went to Roman to where I was like, maybe Jay could win this. He probably that's won't, but maybe done. he could. Yeah, That's how it's done. So there, here we are, December 4th, 2020. Matt Morgan and I have solved what's wrong with 90% of the WWE uh look for that share price to go up next week when they uh, watch this episode and figure out that we've answered all the problems and, and they, uh, pay, they pay us for our our, our talents which well, any fan could have told them the answer to which is please for the love of god stop your 50 50 booking well and but i think they don't think it see they would rather do which is insane right they would rather have the same talent do 50 50 for three weeks or six weeks in a row building up to a pay-per-view rather than have those same talents Face three other opponents, get separately, over, yeah. and then when they collectively fight each other, they both have been built. Yes, with momentum, and, and that's what I miss. When did they stop doing this? I want to say it was sometime in the nineties. Um, I miss no, when they would really. Well, I'm just thinking 50, back to 50? like, no, not fifty fifty. I'm thinking oh. back because in the eighties, I remember a lot of matches, not with like the Hulk Hogan's of the world, but I remember a lot of matches with mid Carters would just beat up like no name nothing people, and you would watch. Uh, you would watch the undercard. You watch like Saturday Night's Main Event, or you'd watch like Saturday Wrestling. And jobbers, you'd be like, jobbers, yeah. or enhancement talent. Yes. And you'd be like, well, this isn't the biggest stakes match, but after a couple weeks, you're like, oh, hey, I know this guy. He always gets the win. He always does this move. He always like this is how you you learn to root for people and, and established and, and while establishing that talent's finisher as well. And here's the other sports mentality part of that, Matt. Fair weather fans. Everybody loves a winner. It's true. When you when your team gets on that seven game winning streak, <laughs> yeah, everybody's a fan. Everybody is jumping on the bandwagon. That's true. So it's the same idea. If Carmella had seven wins, was unto court, and her gimmick is untouchable. 
you bring somebody back with a gimmick saying they're untouchable. Why, in fact, he, oh, I'm going to go one step further, Matt. They should have <laughs> had her do a series of matches where nobody gets in a lick of offense on her at all. She really just is the untouchable. No, seriously. Yes, and she legit is untouchable. Yes, absolutely. And then when Sasha finally slaps her across the face, people go like, oh, shit. Dude, I would be willing so far as to go is that's when you start billing the untouchable, who has been untouched, right? Yes. Unfla- uh, untouchable versus the blueprint, Sasha Bexie. I'd even give it to her. Uh, yeah. um, because now you've got the best of the best versus the best of the best. It's true. And this is sports entertainment. You can you can give you can say we're gonna give her the nickname Untouchable. Let's have five matches where nobody touches her, then we'll give her the nickname Untouchable. But these idiots who have yeah. no patience whatsoever just so come cool. on and say from episode one, untouchable. Oh, wait, so you mean no one could beat her up? No, Sasha's gonna beat her up like week two, but we're gonna call her untouchable right. still. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there did we, did we say? Did we say what the finish of this match was? I was a DQ. Okay. Oh, they were beat, and uh, we went off the air with uh, them beating. <laughs> Actually, I did enjoy the visual of uh, Roman and Jay beating Kevin with chairs, alternating hits. That was. A fun and movie. again, the the inner the more important storyline is Jay still fighting for that. I'm, did I am I making my family proud? Am I making my family yep. proud with this shot? You know what I mean. So that story's still playing itself out, which I like. Yeah, I agree. Well, look, we've solved the biggest problems in WWE. They really should. They should pay us for this. This was very Great. quick. Really, it was really that simple. It only took us four years of doing this podcast to figure it out, Matt. Four and a half, almost. Good lord, four and I, a half. You know, ten percent of our lives, Matt. I, we've been doing this podcast. I would go back to the fifty-fifty booking that we first started talking about, though, four years ago. Yeah, because yeah. if you didn't do fifty-fifty booking. You wouldn't be in this predicament. These talents would mean more when they've been on the shelf, injured, or whatever the rhyme or reason. You know that, uh, um, not Bailey. What's her name? Uh, um, the Untouchable. Uh, come on, Sasha or Carmella. Sorry, Carmella has been away from television. So now that yeah. she's back, you know she'd be taken much more seriously. She'd have a whole string of wins. And I'm not saying you have to just book her versus Natalia the whole time. I'd say the first angle should have been Natalia. She beats her at a pay per view. You know, three weeks of build, beat her at the pay-per-view. Okay, she wins that angle. And then, you know, you move on. I'll use the, the stuff I did with Main Event Mafia. I had to go through each Main Event Mafia talent before I got to Kurt Angle, who was the leader of the group. That progressively built me. It made yeah. it more, well, wait a minute, could Morgan actually beat this guy? At first, I would have thought so. But seven months of building and working through each of these Scott Steiners and, and, and Kevin Nash's and company, uh, and Sting, um, okay, maybe you could be Matt Morgan now. That's what you do with every talent in every angle is you build them progressively forward. You move them forward and get yeah. them a little bit bigger. So when they take on a huge star like Sasha Banks, your your end-all, be-all, really, other than Roman, I mean, shoot, then it means more. But nobody's yeah. going into this going, uh-oh, Sasha's in trouble. Not one person's believing that. And – like, let me pull this out from comic books, Matt. I don't know the last time you cracked open a comic book, but like Dr. Doom, Dr. Octopus, lots of doctors now that I think about it. Uh, no, but like, uh, you know, Mysterio, Bullseye, villains would come back, they would get defeated, then they would disappear for like a year, sometimes two years. Oh, yeah. And then when they came back, 
What's their sinister plan? What are they doing this time that's more messed up, more dominant, that makes you think yes. this time they're going to get the hero? And you know what's crazy? They could have just jobbed out a year and a half earlier. And yeah. Some of the characters you just mentioned for me are kind of like the D-level characters mm-hmm. of villains. But guess what? Some of them, it depends on the plan that they were coming back to the comic book with against whatever babyface they were about to go against. If they had some crazy diabolical plan that you could see being pulled off, wait a minute now. Now I can't wait to read that issue. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I think about it now. Um, Daredevil, when they brought Daredevil back, Kevin Smith did like a year-long storyline about someone trying to ruin Daredevil's life, and it turned out to be Mysterio. Like Mysterio, which is like kind of a hokey B-level yes, villain. but get, because they built it, they put yes. the time in, it, you're so right. That's actually a really good analogy. You know, and I think that's the thing. So I think Kevin Owens, he's going up against Roman Reigns. He should have beaten up both of those uh, Forgotten Sons tonight. They've got lots of talent that you can book as enhancement talent. And here's the great thing about what we're talking about with the solution. Enhancement talent can stop being enhancement talent as soon as they start getting wins. You know what I mean? The Forgotten Sons can get their ass kicked for a year. Then if you decide you want to push one of them, just start giving them wins. And all of a sudden, you know what? We take them seriously. That's exactly right. Yep. Well, there you have it, folks. On that note, uh, we're going to tap out early. It's late there on the East Coast tonight. It's getting late here on the West Coast. Matt Morgan's going to be back Sunday to talk about NXT War Games. And right rise. Let me know you guys do want to see what happens on Impact for a change because if they do open this up and it's not just a one-off with Kenny being on Impact like is being reported, um, I think there'd be a big mistake not to open this up more to see uh, these dream matches of the North versus, oh God, um, you know, the machine, uh, machine guns, geez, uh, the young bucks or the mm-hmm. machine guns versus the young bucks on actual, natural television again, or, um, God, who else we got? Uh, um, FTR versus the North FTR versus motor city machine guns, mm-hmm. FTR versus Gallows and Anderson. Like there's a lot of cool matches they can do with this. And, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what the outcome of it will be. So let, let Raj know you guys do want to see a podcast on Tuesday covering this. It won't be an every Tuesday night affair, obviously. But I do want to cover this because I think our fans, I've been getting blown up about it. And uh, I, I, as a fan, am very intrigued by it. Very cool. I'm going to sneeze here in a second. Sorry. Say watermelon and look at the light. Isn't that the trick? This is why I can never work for Vince because I, I sneeze like a storm. With what the you weakling? You couldn't hold it. Can't control my own body. Uh, so on that note, uh, have a good weekend, everyone. Sunday night, Matt Morgan, Raj Geary, maybe Justin Labar, uh, NXT War Take Games. Oh, War Games, yeah, sorry. Yes, and uh, we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Have a good weekend. <laughs>